Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It's Ryan. I'm back. It's been, oh, I think a month since the last one. Um... Sorry it's been so long, but we've struggled a little with time. Um, I work at a restaurant, and we one of our managers was either quit or was fired. I'm not entirely sure which. And another one went on sick leave for a month. So a lot of extra duties have been assigned around to other people, quote-unquote temporarily. So my work week went from four days without any extra stuff to do at home to um, five full days with extra stuff to do at home so it hasn't left much time for anything else Um, you know let alone like weed whacking or cleaning the bathroom you know stuff like that I barely have time for that stuff let alone you know recording a podcast or, or, or doing the research and notes for this, so it's been a bit of a struggle. I'm, I'm hoping to get back on board. I, I'm gonna sit down with the manager at my job and let him know that I need to dial back my work hours and commitments and responsibilities. Um, I'm in the car right now on my way to work, it's about an hour drive, so I'm just gonna record. This is kind of just free form, I don't have anything planned to say right now. I just wanted to touch base, record something, just kind of, I'll just go stream of consciousness and and, and see what happens. I am in the car. It may be loud. I do apologize for that. I don't have air conditioning in my car, so I have to drive with the windows open. It's very hot. It's August. So if it ends up being too loud, I just won't post this. But, you know, I'll, I'll do this without any background music and that'll help. And I actually had somebody mention, send me a note, uh, asking if we could 
do the podcasts without background music because she said she found it distracting or she couldn't listen to it. So um, I'm curious what everyone else thinks. I kind of like having a sort of a steady beat behind. It helps me listen, but that's kind of how my brain works. But I also, I, I was thinking about other podcasts that I that I do enjoy. And like Sam Harris's podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, um, you know, Mark Marin, other ones like that. And they don't have background music, so maybe that is preferable and you can just hear the voices and listen to the conversation without any distractions. Um, a couple funny things I was thinking about along these lines is, is I just listened to a recent episode of Them Asperger's podcast and it was kind of funny because they were talking about com- comorbidities, as you call it, or comorbid conditions. And I think, uh, um, what was I going to say? A very common one with Asperger's is ADHD, which I definitely have both Asperger's and ADHD. Um, they also talked about executive functioning disorder. Now, I knew there were issues with executive functioning, but I've never heard of executive functioning disorder as its own separate diagnosis. So I'm going to research that and look into it a little bit. I'm uh, a little bit curious of what that means. But one thing that he talked about on that podcast, which I found very interesting, was he talked about how uh, people with Asperger's... Um, when they get onto a subject that they're interested in or they are knowledgeable about or, or, or enjoy talking about, they'll just talk your ear off for hours, <laughs> seemingly, about that subject. But if you they have ADHD as well, then they'll be talking about that subject. Something they'll say will spark a different thought. Then they'll talk about that. And then that'll something in there will spark a different thought. And then they'll go down that rabbit hole or down that train or whatever metaphor you want to use. And then you could end up really... Um, probably talking for all day, which is something that I think I'm capable of doing because I I do have various interests and I do, it's interesting you have that, he talked about that sort of battle that happens in your brain between the Asperger's and the ADHD where the Asperger's wants to just focus intensely on one subject, but the ADHD wants to bounce around between different subjects. So you end up having these, you sort of bounce from subject to subject and intensely focus on each of those subjects for whatever period of time until you bounce to the next one but then the Asperger's wants to always go back to the original subject but the ADHD wants to keep your mind keep your bouncing from subject to subject so anyway in the spirit of that listening to that yesterday I thought well I'll just do a stream of consciousness episode here and just see what happens and it you know um may or may not work out for the best (laughs) we'll see um I'm trying to play with the windows here in the car so that I've got some air coming through but it's maybe not too loud but I think it's a losing battle here I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much just going to have noise I hope it's not going to be too much noise uh, but anyway on that subject of, of comorbid conditions I mean I've been trying to handle so much and um I, I work in a restaurant and, I, and I've taken on more responsibility and it's funny to me because when I first started there, I've had responsibility in the past. Like I, you know, it's, I've been doing this off and on for so long. I just end up 
getting more and more responsibility and with experience people just give you more and you take on more and sometimes in the beginning that's fun and you, you're learning new things and you're dealing with new things and but I had an experience last you know a year ago where I was um, I ended up managing a place and it, it just was insane I was working you know close to a hundred hours a week and it was just not sustainable and not fun and very stressful and I worked for some people that were um, I did not really enjoy because it, it was very difficult with having multiple different bosses who all seemingly wanted different things so there was a lot of struggle with trying to understand what you were supposed to do when you had two or three different bosses all telling you to do different things that were not always this not always like in sync um but anyway the main thing there was just working too many hours and and getting to that place where you're working 80 to 100 hours a week it's just nuts so I left there and I started this job a few months ago and I, in interviewing for it, the, the manager's looking at my resume and there's management stuff on there, but I was very clear. I said, I don't want to manage. I don't want to, I, I, I want to work four days a week. That's it. I don't want any responsibility. I will come in. I'll be solid. I'll be a solid bartender you can rely on to get the job done and be clean and, and be, or, you know, do my thing. But I don't want any responsibility. I don't want to take it home with me. I want my days off to actually be days off. And unfortunately, what happens is people, when they know you're capable of doing things, they'll ask you to do it. And sometimes, and I have that problem where I, I'm, I'm not very assertive in the moment. And I, I want to please people because I, I think it's connected to always feeling so insecure in relationships and in situations and, and in, in environments where you, you just so many other when you when you grow up and live your whole adult life with Asperger's I mean so many situations just explode and and you're always trying to just maintain it and and it's a difficult balance and and so I think I just say yes to things because I don't I don't know what else to say in the moment and and I'm always trying to learn how to say no or how to press pause on even answering and say, well, let me think about it so that I can really decide. But I think what happens is I just kind of go, oh yeah, okay, I'll go along with that. And then I, and then I just do, and then something else comes along and I go, okay, I'll go along with that. And the next thing I know, I'm right back to working 60 hours a week and having responsibility that I didn't want and that I, and then I'm not really being paid for. So I'm, I'm, you know, that's contributed to not doing an episode in a while. Um, and there's other things that, that fall by the wayside there. I mean, there's just home life. Um, I have one day a week, which is my daddy-daughter day, where me and my daughter, are just, it's just the two of us. And that's a precious day for me. And, I, and, and it's hard to really do anything else on that day. Like, I'm not getting much yard work or housework done or anything else on that day because I'm really just focused on her. And if I have to go mow the lawn or something, I don't want to just plop her down in front of the TV for an hour. So... So I want to have a different day where I can do housework and things. But we also have our Sundays, which we try to have as our family day, because it's the only day when my partner and I are both not working. So then family day, we might go do something fun, like go to the beach or go for a hike. Or last Sunday, we went to Storybook Gardens, which is a little kid's place an hour from us, where they have rides and a splash pad and climbers and you know, it's very much all based on storybook characters, so the kids love it, 
so we did that but by the time you get up in the morning and go and do a whole day there and then we hit the grocery store on the way home and made dinner we've been out in the sun all day we're just exhausted so we all crash out so it's a beautiful day but we don't get any housework done and then I'm right back to work the next day so it's uh I gotta dial that back back down to four days a week and I'm also I mean I I, I want to be focusing on some creative things if I'm not doing some creative projects then I get a little squirrely extra squirrely and one of those creative projects is is doing this podcast and I I also have a couple of writing projects that I'm trying to get off the ground I'm I'm really desperately trying to get out of working in bars and restaurants I I, it's it's really hard Um, you know when you have Asperger's and you have sensory processing disorder and you have ADHD Working in a restaurant in, in a busy bar is not the best environment to be in. Um, that being said, I do make the best of it. I do have moments where it's fun. Uh, it There is an upside in that working in that environment has, has sort of forced me to learn socialization skills and, 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 and everything. So... I'm thankful for that, that I've had that experience, but I'm at a point now where I've been doing it off and on for 20 years, and I, I just want a quieter life, I don't want to get home at 3 in the morning anymore, it's, I, I, I'm at an age, and I don't know a time in my life where I really, my ideal life would be getting up at 6 in the morning, going to work out, going for a run, coming home, having a shower, and then my partner and child waking up and making breakfast with them and having a nice morning breakfast and then getting my child off to daycare or 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 her grandma's house or wherever she's going for the day and then my partner going to work and then my ideal life would be me working at home doing writing um so i'm 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 working on i've got two um book pitches that I'm I'm formulating in my head right now that I want to start working on and they both involve other people so uh, I need to plan those meetings out and and anyway not to get too far down that rabbit hole right now but basically I'm trying to work towards uh, a book that I want to pitch and get it picked up by a publisher so that I can get, you know, even a little bit of an advance so I can focus on working on a book. That's my ideal life. I heard an interview on the Tim Ferriss podcast with the woman who wrote the book Quiet, and she talked about how she, her life works and how she just gets up and, you know, has, she's the cycle of how she writes a book where she spends a year or so just collecting ideas and, and concepts and then another however big chunk of time a year or so like jotting them down and formulating and planning the outline and then another chunk of time writing and then another chunk of time editing and then it's this like few year process to like create a book and I would listen to that I just thought oh my god that sounds like the ideal life for me like I'm just I'm a writer at heart I know and I and I'm I've been told all my life that I'm a great writer by everyone who's by all kinds of people and I'm just trying to make that happen I did write for many, many years. I wrote, did like music journalism and I wrote for magazines. And, but this is going back a ways. And at the time I was just young and stupid and, and, and really struggling with a lot of things and, and, and coping with my craziness with alcohol. And, and I, I really didn't put the 
work in that I should have, and I was just terrified of editors and couldn't really take criticism well and all that. And, and I realize now, like, okay, if an editor is criticizing my work, it's for the purpose of improving it. And that's good. That's a good thing. It's not them saying you suck. It's them saying, hey, we can improve this. Like, and that's what they're for. So I've, I'm in a place now where that's what I want to do and I want to get back to writing. And that's what I think is my um, real skill or talent that I need to focus on. Um, I'm desperately trying to get out of working in, in bars, but it's going to take a while. But I need to dial it back because right now I'm at this place where I'm, I've been sort of slid down that slope of getting back into working like the 50, 60 hours a week. And I don't want to do that anymore. So um, that's what that is. So here we go. Um, and now I'm trying to think of what I was talking about. <laughs> So just a stream of consciousness podcast. Anyway, uh, a few I've gotten some messages from some of you, and I really appreciate that. I just haven't had time to really get into it. I'm barely on my computer or on my phone these days um, for anything other than work stuff. But um, I also was thinking a lot about these these uh, comorbid condition things and how they all play with each other and interact and and uh, learning about them and just finding out names for things. Like, you know, I've been clumsy my whole life and, like, always bumping into things and tripping over stuff and bumping my head. And every single day walking through doorways, I bang my shoulder on the side of a doorway. Every single day, usually multiple times a day. I trip over things. I bang my elbows and knees into things constantly. I just don't seem to know where my body is in relation to the objects around me or where the objects around me are in relation to my body. And now I'm learning that there's a name for that. It's called dyspraxia. You know, same thing with ADHD, like learning about that. That, okay, there's a name for this. And it's, it's, uh, it's, this is why I'm so scatterbrained and disorganized and can't, don't know where things are and, and don't remember when I'm supposed to do things and, you know, all this other stuff. Um, and then there's like the Asperger's itself and everything that goes along with that. Um, and then, yeah, the, you know, all the executive functioning issues there. So just learning about all this stuff, listening to podcasts and reading about it. And it's just, it's crazy to me just like how much there is to learn and how much there is to know and how all these different things interact with each other and interplay and I don't know. It's it's tough, and I and I'm finding too like the. Yeah, I'm noticing the stress that happens in a lot of situations, and I don't know. I, I'm trying to reduce the stress levels. I, I it's another thing with work, like having more responsibility. It's it's when you become the person that people have to talk to when they have a problem. Uh, that's a really stressful place to be. And I'm deciding that I don't want to be that person. Um, I can deal with the situation in the situation. It just takes a lot out of me. And I've gotten compliments from customers who have had complaints or had bad situations. And I've come in and I've fixed it or made up for it or done what I could. 
And I've had customers say, well, thank you. You handled this lo- really well and we appreciate it. And so I, it's not that I think I'm terrible at it. It's just that it, it just takes a lot out of me and is really stressful. And I just find myself just not wanting to deal with it anymore. I just want to reduce my stress levels. And here's another thing I wanted to tell you all about, and this has a lot to do with the stress, is that um, I've been having severe allergies for over a year now. Um, So my serious allergies started a year ago, and I've had a stuffed up nose, itchy face, watery eyes, runny nose, headaches, just everything for a year straight. And at first I just thought, okay, it's just some kind of pollen or something. And then, cause it started last summer and then it get into the fall and I'm thinking, Oh my God, when is this going to end? And then we're into winter and I'm like, it's got to end in the winter cause there's no pollen around. And I still had all these allergies. And then we're into spring and I still have them. And now we're back into summer, into August again. And I still have them. I wake up every morning runny nose, stuffed up nose, can't breathe, it's making me snore every night, which is, I've been sleeping on the couch for a year, it's not to to keep my partner awake, and it's just really bad, and I got headaches, and so I finally went to see a nutritionist, allergist person uh, a few days ago, and was tested for all this, like, you know, all these different things, and what we discovered is that my immune system is completely out of whack and at the moment my body is reacting as if it is allergic to just everything like fruits, vegetables, grains, dairy, all of it. So right now if I eat an apple or I eat a piece of bread or I eat some carrots or anything like that, my body is having an allergic reaction to it, and it's causing my body to get all stuffed up, and sniffly, and runny nose, and so this is messed up, and and we figured, based on the timeline, that this is likely caused by stress, that I just went through, leading up to a year ago, probably the most, the longest, most stressful period of my life, like just a couple years of pure stress, like being stressed every day, all day, non-stop for two years straight, so my body was just in super stress mode and just threw my immune system out of whack, so now I'm reacting um, to everything, and the only thing I'm, I'm testing okay for that my body's not reacting to with an allergic response is meat and seeds and nuts, <laughs> so I'm, I'm on a strict diet now of only eating meat and seeds and nuts and I'm going to do that uh, I don't know for how long it might be it might be a few months and basically have to reset my body and then reset my immune system and then go back in and slowly reintroduce these different things and train my body to not react to them the way it has been so, you know, so that I can have an apple again, or I can eat a salad again, or I can, you know, whatever, have a piece of cheese or something without my body uh, immediately getting stuffed up and, and creating mucus and, and sneezing and itchy eyes and all this other stuff. So, yeah, it's just been crazy, um, the amount of stress. So I'm realizing, like, I need to... I'm in a state right now where my body is hyper-stressed and has been for 
sustained it has been in a sustained state of hyper stress for a few years now and I just can't keep that going you know um it's crazy too because I've done some of the things I've read I've said that people with ADHD you know sometimes have like 10 years shorter lifespan than than regular people and and I can understand why are people with Asperger's like you know because there is so much stress like people don't I don't think people really understand what it's like to live in this neurotypical world when you have Asperger's you're in a constant state of stress because you just don't understand how the world works. Your your brain is just wired completely differently from everyone else. So even everyday normal things like everyday normal conversations or everyday normal negotiations of little things like with your coworkers or your boss or your peers or just conversations just going to like the store can be super stressful for for people with autism. And and so you live in this constant state of stress and you have to do everything you can to dial that back which means for me right now it's going to mean working less days and removing responsibility at work and just getting down to like the basics like I will just do the bare minimum like the basics I'm not saying be lazy or not do work hard because I'm a hard worker and I'm good at my job but it's like just I don't want any more responsibility than what is absolutely necessary to just show up do my job do it well but then at the end of my shift, leave and not take anything home with me, not have to think about it, not have people calling me or texting me on my day off. And just leave so that I can focus on my health. I can go to the gym. I can go for a run. I can spend time with my family. I can spend time at home cleaning the house, or, or which, you know, is a whole other ball of worms because cleaning the house for me takes is hugely stressful, but at least I can try to contribute to my household in a way that I can't right now, so, but anyway, it's, I'm curious if anyone else has ever had something like this, like, my, my stress levels were just through the roof, I've gained a ton of weight, which is another thing we talked about with the nutritionist, because the stress hormones, I think it's, I think it's cortisol, it, 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 that, when your body's full of those stress hormones, it's, it tells your body to store fat around your abdomen. So I've got this big fat gut right now and like a roll around my body and it's and it's because of that. And well, that's one of the reasons. It's also I've, 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 I think also in that state of stress, in a state of constant stress, um, I've found myself, oh, uh, probably reaching for foods that I shouldn't be reaching for but you know you get sort of you get into that like carb addiction kind of thing when when you're stressed out because you're you're trying to like kick your body into these like peaks right these little sugar highs or something so I don't know there's a lot of that so part of me is really thankful for this like okay I'm just going to go down to like just straight meat and nuts and seeds and lots of water and and I'm going to reset my body, reset my immune system, get get rid of these allergy symptoms. Um, so I'm on like the third or fourth day of this now. I feel fine. I, I feel good. It's I, I'm just not sure. It might be a little tricky for a few weeks as my body adapts and reacts to like the suddenly not having anything other than meat or nuts and seeds. But 
I just uh, and I also have to do everything I can to reduce these stress levels. So um, I, I, I've got to, you know, like I said, dial back the amount of time I'm working and the responsibilities I have, and um, uh, make sure I, I am going for a run, going for a walk, doing those things to relax. And um, I'm also. Uh, I want to. It's been a long time since I had a regular meditation practice, and I, I, I want to get back on that, in, back into that, and I know that'll help. So uh, that's something I want to focus on too. Uh, I've downloaded the Sam Harris meditation app, which I, I'm going to start using. And if anyone else is using that, I'd love to hear from you how it's working out for you. So anyway, that's what's going on with me uh, as far as my diagnosis journey is going. Um, as you all know, I had that meeting with a psychologist a month ago. I don't think it went very well. At the end of it, she was like, you need to be on meds for ADHD. But I don't think that, I don't know if you have Asperger's. But a lot of the things that she said, noticed like that were or weren't indicative of Asperger's were things that either I've like learned how to mask and mimic or things that just didn't make sense like one of the things she said about the tattoos and I then I went on onto Facebook to one of the support groups I'm I'm part of and asked and a bunch of people there were like no I got tattoos I have tattoos I have tattoos like so you know when someone goes oh well no one without like people with autism can't get tattooed well I just heard from half a dozen people with autism who have tattoos so that didn't make sense so I don't know there's lots of these things I'm now trying to figure out where to go I'm going to go back to my GP my my, my family doctor and just say look I've, I need to get a referral to a psychiatrist I'm trying to find somebody who's experienced with autism in adults and go from there but uh, it's just a really it's one of these things where I'm trying not to get discouraged because I don't want to get discouraged to the point where I just say, well, fuck it. Like, what's the point? There's no point in working like towards this because no one gives a fuck and no one like, I don't want to get into that negative thought spiral. It's hard not to sometimes, but I just, if I feel that starting to happen, I have to just catch it and go, no, Ryan, like you're going to have hard times here. There's going to be people that just aren't the right people for you to be talking to and eventually you'll find the right people to be talking to so you know um, the only place I know of in London which is the city closest to us because we live out in the country the only place I know of there that's experienced with autism they're not taking new people on they're not seeing anyone new so I've tried calling and got nowhere there they're just too busy so there's a need for this you know there's but I don't know I might end up having to go to Toronto or 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 some other city somewhere to find somebody like even if I have to drive three or four hours I'll drive three or four hours just to go talk to somebody who knows this and understands this Um, because I need help to know it and understand it and and know what I need to do and yeah maybe I do need medication for the ADHD but I don't want to start taking that first without also having 
uh, the autism diagnosis because I don't know if some if someone just has ADHD and that's what that medication is designed for. But how do those medications work with someone who has ADHD and Asperger's and also has a history of bipolar symptoms as well? Like you know, because I've I've had many periods in my life where I've been very bipolar so I worry that if I start taking meds without somebody understanding all of this stuff together then it, it, it might not be a good thing I've, I, it could go very bad so I don't want to do that so anyway here we are um, that's the update here uh, again I'm sorry for the delay in episodes um it might be another few weeks before I can sort of dial back my work stuff to the point where I'm going to make time for this because I really need to just block out a specific chunk of time on a specific day every day of the week to do this. That's the only way I'm going to really be able to do it weekly. Um, but I just need to figure that out right now because right now I don't have that chunk of time. Uh, and other than today, because it's just, like I said, kind of just going off the top of my head I'm doing this in the car on the drive but I can't do that every week because usually I want to have some notes down and and, and things that I've planned to talk about and be sitting down at a table recording properly and also the sound is probably not the greatest today because I'm in the car so again I apologize for that but uh, okay I guess that's probably it for now I don't know what else to tell you about Um, just wanted to say hello and reach out so you all hear from me give you an update again shout out to the them asperger's podcast because that episode i just listened to was pretty neat i didn't get through the whole thing but i i I still have to finish it but it was just interesting hearing when you hear somebody talk about something that they experience and then you just go oh my god yes that's me too like yes uh, that's it that's exactly what what happens in my brain but you hear them talk about it and there was a funny part actually with the two of them and they were talking about cleaning up the house and how the the one the one guy he to him like cleaning up the house seems like such a bigger job than it is but to to the woman on the podcast she's like yeah but it only takes me 10 minutes to tidy up but to him it's like this giant project and I feel like that at home too like my partner she can tidy up the house I can go out for half an hour or an hour and come home and she's tidied up and I'm just like, I don't even understand how you did that in half an hour or an hour because in three hours I couldn't do what you just did. And it's like, why is that? What is, so when I look at a cleaning, when I look at a dirty house or a dirty room or, or, or like a project I have to clean or something, it's it, it oftentimes it's so overwhelming to me. And then people go like, oh, like I might have a, two or three hours before I have to leave for work so a normal person could go oh yeah in that two or three hours like you can get a bunch of stuff done but to me that two or three hours is just like I can't do anything because I don't know how to do anything in just two or three hours like everything I do takes longer or like if someone's like oh you have to leave for work in two hours like you have time to clean the house it's like I look at it and I go I don't have time to clean the house because I'll start taking something apart, like I'll pull everything out of a cupboard or something and start cleaning it, 
And then all of a sudden It's like Oh I gotta go for work now And everything's out But I don't have time To put it all back So then I leave And then someone else Comes home And it, like there's all the shit All pulled out Or you know Something like that And I'm like well Why Why did you do that I'm like I don't know I don't I don't know how to do Just like a little bit it, Or just in a little bit of time So when I look at these jobs It often feels overwhelming to me Like I look at cleaning the bathroom And you go well it's cleaning the sink, windexing the mirror, wiping down the toilet, putting some cleaner in the toilet, using the toilet brush to scrub that, spraying the bathtub, scrubbing that down, and then wiping the floor. And you look at all that and you go, a reasonable person could probably do all of that in like 20 minutes. But for me, that's like a two-hour gig. And I don't know why, but it just is. So someone could... Could, like a normal person could be like Oh I have to leave for work in half an hour Like I'll just clean the bathroom real quick before I go I don't have that I look at the bathroom and I go Okay I need to find like Some time when I have like Two or three hours to do it And if I don't find that two or three hours Then it just doesn't get done for weeks And then and then it builds up And then it gets more and more stressful I don't know how to explain this to people Who are neurotypical Again it always just feels like You're making excuses or you're crazy You feel like a crazy person talking like this Or that you f- you're worried that they're just going to think you're being lazy Or you're making excuses or, or something else But that's not the case It's just like our your brain just works differently You don't see it the same way You don't experience it the same way And you have to come up with systems To enable yourself to do these things And for me, these sim- these systems are like I have to have a structured plan in place on how I do things and when I do them with specific chunks of time set aside and those chunks of time are longer than normal people require to do the same task and that's a big ask and I know that that can be stressful on a partner who's neurotypical because they're just like well, why why do you why do you need 3 hours to do something that I can do in half an hour like that's so unreasonable and I just go yeah it is and, I, and, that, and that's why like, I always prefer just hiring a house cleaner Because if I can pay somebody $30 To clean my house In two hours They can do in two hours What would take me a, an entire Eight or ten hour day to do So that $30 is worth it to me to pay them And I'm just like let's do that So instead of getting like I, I have the solution Instead of getting upset with me for not cleaning I'll pay, to clean, I'll pay for someone to do it But you know, we've run into a roadblock there because you know, just you know, we think differently. Because someone else goes, Well, why would I pay someone to do it when we can just do it ourselves and we're perfectly capable of doing it? And I go, Yeah, you are perfectly capable of doing it. I am not, <laughs> you know, but then that it's hard for other people to understand that. Anyway, uh, I'm getting close to work now. I wonder how much time I've been on this thing 37 minutes. I guess probably long enough uh, I'm also thinking about a rebrand for the podcast A different name I'll tell you about that later I got some cool ideas <laughs> I always have cool ideas I just don't have time to do them Anyway uh, I'm, I hope this sounds okay on this I love you all I hope you're doing well Please write to me Let me know how you're doing And in another You know I'm, I'm working on over the next few weeks Sorting out my schedule So I can get back on To doing this on a, on a regular basis 
and having more conversations with other people on the podcast. I really like doing that. It's really so eye-opening for me. It's such a joy and a pleasure uh, to talk to other people who get me, (laughs) who I get, just to talk to other people who are from this same wacky, neurodiverse, autistic tribe. It feels good to know you're out there. So anyway, I love you all. Have a great day. Take care of yourselves. And I will be in touch uh, soon again with a new episode. And there we go. All right. Peace, love, Asperger's. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, hit me on social media. At Adulting with Asperger's. That's on uh, Instagram and Facebook. All right. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.